Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Lara. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. So when you say most dangerous in the year of 2020, people have a lot of different things that come to mind. They think of maybe the elections and the potential for political corruption. They may think of social injustice. They may think of the riots. They may think of the fires if you're on the West Coast. They may think of COVID and the financial downturn and no financial security or actually getting the sickness and why all of these are very real and all of these impact a lot of people. There's a lot bigger issue that I see in 2020, an issue that impacts every single person in different levels. And you could argue the fact that, you know, maybe COVID impacted different people, every single person or, or the racial injustice or the election, but this truly impacts every single person from within them. And that is the idea that when all of this stuff happens, when different things come up in life, we tend to not know what to do with or don't know how to properly utilize the idea of fear. And I think a lot of times that is a lot more dangerous and impacts a whole lot more people than anything else going on in the world. And again, I don't want to take away from a lot of these things because a lot of these things have had people affected by it. But this goes deeper. This goes broader. This goes wider. This goes bigger than any of those topics. So why is fear so dangerous? I think it's important to realize that there are some negative aspects of fear. We all know that, right? You know, it can make you more cautious than you need to be. I know that firsthand. It can keep you from enjoying things that you might be able to have more joy in. You know, I think of a perfect example for me. I did not start riding roller coasters until I was 16 or 17 years old because I was so scared of riding them. I would go to amusement parks and I'd hear people screaming and you you know you see how fast they're going and so just seeing that made me fearful and I did not ride them. I stayed and just you know rode the kid rides or whatever. Um, but then my first time on it, I remember getting off and I looked at Nate and I was like, "What have I been missing my whole life?" Like I loved that. That was so much fun. You know, so that whole time, that fear kept me from enjoying something that I would have otherwise had so much fun on for years previous. The other thing fear does is fear also cripples progression. Like it it almost paralyzes you in a way and halts you. And keeps you stagnant. And you see a lot of people when they're working on their goals, the fear of going to that next step because of the fear of failing most of the time or the the fear of being seen differently or... The unknown. Or even people overcoming things like addiction and stuff like that. The fear of other people knowing about it a lot of times halts their progression and then they get stagnant, they get stuck and they're not able to get to that next level. So that's why fear can be so dangerous because it's so internal and a lot of people may never see it on you, but it's something that will keep you from getting exactly what you can get out of life. Maybe stop you from the joy, the joy of whatever desired outcome. It may stop you from achieving that big long-term goal that you've always sought out for. And fear can be the biggest robber of joy. I think about, you know, just over a month ago, we brought home our little baby and he was born premature. So there were some aspects of that that caused some fear, um, you know, as new parents and then bringing him home and just, you know, there'd be moments where you're like, is he breathing? You know, is he, is he eating enough? You know, is he gaining weight? All of those things. 
And had I not taken a moment to just take every thought captive and just remember what this time is, how special it can be, you know, if you don't focus on all the fearful parts of it, because it can be fearful. I mean, it's new territory with anything in life. New territory can sometimes make you a little fearful, but taking a moment to recognize there are some special moments here that if I spend all my time being fearful, I'm going to miss out on some pretty incredible moments with our newborn. And let's not forget that fear is not only going to stop you from enjoying things, but sometimes can stop the people around you from enjoying things. You know, especially if you have um, people underneath of you in like a business environment or, or your kids as you're raising them, if you're constantly talking about the fear of different things, per se roller coasters, that's a, you know, simple example. But if you constantly tell your kids and roller coasters are bad, they're scary, you don't want to go on them. When they get tall enough or old enough to ride them, they're not going to want to go on them. They're not even going to want to try them. And it could be the funnest thing for them. And you're taking that away from them by instilling that fear. So you have to be mindful of the people around you, and especially in like the work environment too. If you're trying to reach a goal, but you're fearful to really state that goal, you're holding back the whole team because now they're never reaching for that because you're too scared to state it that you may not make it. The other thing that I think some people forget is that there are good parts of fear. It's a good thing to have fear in your life. I will repeat that. It is a good thing to have fear in your life. I know that sounds crazy, but think about it. You know, around Halloween time, you might go to a haunted house or like our roller coaster example. Those are fun and exciting fear moments where it can cause a boost of adrenaline. And we love that, right? And some of us are adrenaline junkies. Especially for certain types of people. So people are going to obviously have fear in different levels. And the people that are tend to be less fearful oftentimes are adrenaline junkies. They need something over the top to get them excited, to feel that rush. So it has to be the biggest roller coaster. You know, it has to be, you know, rock climbing. It has to be something with a lot of risk involved. Whereas if something does go bad, it goes really bad. But those are what adrenaline junkies live for. That's what they they urge for. And that for myself, yeah, I want to ride the biggest roller coaster. I want to go skydiving. You know, I want to do all these bigger things because I have a lot lower level of fear than per se you, Laura, where you have a lot higher level of fear. So it takes a lot less for you to get that same adrenaline rush. Right. I don't do the haunted houses or the, you know, gory movies and stuff because of that. (laughs) And if it's a cheesy roller coaster or a cheesy haunted house, I walk in and it's not fun, not because I'm too scared, but because it's not scary enough. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that different people have different levels. And it's good that, especially in a relationship that you know each other's levels. um, So you can kind of plan what you're going to do together to be able to maybe challenge the other person more or hold the other person back so you don't ever get to a spot where you're too fearful. The other good thing about fear is fear is our risk analysis tool. This is our survival instinct. This is where when you hear a fight or flight responses, this is where that comes from. See, because fear is always our first. It's our very first emotion that that hits when anything happens. Because when information comes in, when something happens and you take in that information, it first goes through a part of your brain called the crock brain. And basically what that is, is that determines, is this safe or not? If it says yes, then it goes to the other part of your brain where you make decisions. If it says no, then you either fight or you flight. So everything has to funnel through there first. That's why fear is such a big thing in 2020 is because that all of these different scenarios are all out of the norm. And when all things happen out of the norm, everything has to funnel through there. 
So now it's, it's constantly being used at another level than it was never being used before. And let's be honest, it's been one thing after another, right? It wasn't just COVID-19. You know, shortly after that, it was the racial injustice. And then, you know, now we're towards the end of the year where it's all, you know, political stuff and the election and all of that. So it's been like one thing stacked on top of the other. Um, And that alone can cause your fear to escalate to new heights for sure. Yeah, so the the crock brain is basically that gate, you know, it's that wall that you put up around the rest of your brain that says, I'm only going to let certain things in. And yeah, some of us have a bigger gate than others. Some of us, it's easier to let things in because we have a lower level of fear. But everything is going to funnel through that perspective of fear before it resonates for anything else. Because at first, your brain first has to decide, this is safe for me. This is okay to be thought about. This is okay to get to another emotion. So, but at first, it has to get through that filter. So how do we utilize fear or how do we overcome fear? Um, I think it's important that you realize that there's both because that positive part of utilization of the risk analysis and, and knowing whether things are safe is very important, but it's also, you don't want it to hold you back. You don't want it to stop you from growing. So we got to know how to overcome parts of fear as well. And I think it's easiest to think about it in two separate ways. Think about it in a physical way. What can you physically do to overcome fear or utilize fear, and then a mental way of how can I just mentally push through and get past. So some of the physical things are things like preparation. You have to look at your risk and then you have to look at your reward and say, okay, what can I do to still get my reward, not diminish at my reward at all, but almost put bumpers up or guardrails that's gonna help mitigate the amount of risk that I have to take. It's about how can I lower the level of risk, not eliminate it, because there's going to be a lot of times you're not going to eliminate it, but what can I do to lower the level of risk and guarantee I'm still going to get my reward? Another thing is it's really good to recognize patterns. Notice things in your life that may cause fear that's unnecessary. You know, is there something in your day-to-day that's causing you to be more anxious or to have this fear that isn't really needed? If that's the case and you can remove it from your life, do so. Another piece of advice I will say is to be mindful of what you're putting into your mind, especially right now. You turn on the news and I feel like that alone can really boost your level of fear. You know, just seeing all the different things that they're talking about and possibilities for the future and all of that, you know, or even just what movies are you watching? What TV shows you are you watching? You might be someone who is scared to death to go to the grocery store by yourself because you watched a movie where this girl went to the grocery store and came out and went to her car and got abducted, you know? And so that's all you can think about when you go to the store. And those are real things, you know? But at the same time, you have to use wisdom. So if you can't handle watching a movie like that, or you can't you know, handle watching the news, then don't do it because it's just going to create those scenarios in your head that aren't even real and cause you to live in a state of anxiety that isn't needed. And just as you were saying, Nate, you know, there is a mental aspect of it. You know, we touched on the physical, but the mental side of things, I think it's so important to take every thought that we have captive. And if you are a person of faith, you know that that is something that the Bible talks about is taking every um, thought captive. I think it's from Second Corinthians. But the truth is you are the only one who can control what goes on in your mind. You know, you can go to all the therapy sessions. You can go to all the church services. But unless you apply it, unless you are the one to take a moment 
and take captive those thoughts that are not necessary, are bringing you down, are causing the fear. No one else can do it. You have to be the one to do it. And let's be honest, there's going to be a point where you can prepare all that you want. Yeah. But there's going to be a point where, okay, preparation is at its best. Now I just have to mentally take that leap of faith, Mm -hmm. right? I have to mentally just believe that I can do it or believe that I'm going to try and believe I'm going to get to that reward. You almost have to envision yourself sitting in the joy of whatever that positive outcome is that you want. Because too many times we we see ourselves sitting in the failure, sitting in the part that we fear, but you have to sit in the part that you don't fear. And this is easier for some people. This is very easy for me. I almost always see the positive outcome. And there's other people in my life that show me the risk (laughs) that are like, oh, well, this could also happen. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So it helps you, again, create those bumpers to still get there. But you have to envision yourself there already because that's what's going to motivate you. That's what's going to overpower the fear to push to that next level. And don't be paralyzed by perfection. You know, a lot of people think they have to do the physical part perfectly. But part of the mental part is accepting the fact that it's not perfect and doing it anyway. That's courage. Courage is knowing that you can fail and doing it anyway and pushing through anyway. Because the idea of perfection is truly in itself a fear. It's a fear that it's not going to be perfect. So you have to be able to mentally just believe through that. And I'm not saying don't prepare because I think it's very important you have both components, right? You have the wisdom, the physical preparation, because that's what lowers risk. If you just believe and that's it, you're going to do what I said. And you're like, you said, you're going to miss risks and you're going to fail more often because you didn't even take in consideration. I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen. But then if you don't have the mental part and all you have is the physical part, you get almost all the way to the end and then you're paralyzed by perfection. So while you're 98% of the way there, you're 98% perfect on your preparation, that last 2% might be need to be faith, might need to be mental and you're never going to get there because you're waiting until you get to 100% preparation. That's like when you're thinking about, you know, the big steps in life, having a kid, getting married, even buying your first house, you're never truly prepared for any of them. No. There's definitely a leap of faith that has to be... T- taken to jump into some of those and say, look, I know there's things that can go wrong and I'm ready to work through it. And all of those things, if you just sit there and say, no, I'm going to make sure I have this much money. It's never going to be enough money. It's never going to be the right time. You're never going to be a hundred percent sure. There's times you just got to jump into it. Right. And I think sometimes we need to learn to trust ourselves a little bit more, you know, to know that we are capable and that we do have the knowledge, we do have the tools and the resources available to make that next move or that next step in life, whatever that is, you know, just trust yourself, trust your gut, trust your instinct to know that you you have it and you got it. And there's a lot of people listening to this that are probably sitting there thinking like, oh, I am a fearful person. Like, I, I don't know if I can go to that next step. I don't know if I'm prepared enough yet. And I want you to accept the fact, realize the fact that you are already an overcomer of fear. There's risk in it everything that we do. If you've ever been in a car, you've taken a risk. There's a car that there's a chance you can get in a car accident. But what do we do? We prepare by knowing that we're a safe driver. We prepare by wearing a seatbelt, but we still take the leap of faith and go drive because we know there's a positive outcome of getting to our destination. But you are already over you are already overcoming fear in these different ways every single day. So now it's time to just take some of these other things that are going on. And it's time to say, okay, 
I understand that they are giving a higher level of fear. How can I prepare for this? And at what point do I just say, I'm taking a leap of faith here? I'm believing that it's going to go like this. And if stuff comes up in the middle of it, then we adapt and we do what we need to do to get through it. But we can't all just be crippled. We can't all just be halted just because all of these outside sources happened all at once. And our crock brain is at an all-time high of activity. We have to be able to say, hey, I'm going to prepare my best, but I'm still going to accomplish what I want to accomplish in life. And I'm still going to reach that goal. And I'm still going to do this and this. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. We hope you've learned something new, that you feel challenged and leave inspired. If there's a part of this episode that stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Laura Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.